to a mini episode of the Keep Dancing podcast. Let's call it 7A, as I talk to a friend of the show, Ewan Spence, about what I guess we're going to start crossly calling Anastasia Gate. Oh, and I thought we were going to call It Takes Two Cynics. Well, I mean, that, that could be what this is. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that works now. Okay. It Takes Two Cynics, colon, yeah. Anastasia Gate. Indeed. Uh, wow. Um, that was fun. Um, well, what, well what no, no, the thing is, it wasn't fun. It was really bleak. Yeah, I suppose that not only am I cynic, I'm also sort of a bit removed because I don't feel that I've got that emotional connection to the contestants, but I do feel I've got this connection to the production team. So when I say fun, I can imagine an entire gallery just going, there's nothing in the rules about this. What are we going to do? I don't understand. We're running out of studio time and the union says we've got to finish by 11pm where the lights go out. Right. Let's just start right back at the very beginning and I will basically just repeat what Zoe Ball said on Mondays It Takes Two, summarising the situation. Anastasia, in training, aggravated um, an injury to the scar tissue from her mastectomy. She saw a doctor during the day on Saturday and she was advised to change her routine and so that's why uh, they made the announcement about her changing the routine. Uh, but they thought that she would be okay to dance with the changed routine, and that's why they didn't specify the nature of the injury on the Saturday. But in the first performance, where Brendan was throwing her around as if nothing, as if everything was fine, she aggravated the injury. And this meant that for the second time round, uh, upon consulting a medic, she couldn't dance at all. And Zoe says, the situation is covered in the rules, and we go to the viewer's vote if nobody can dance. That... I suspect, was very well worded and ran through many levels of the BBC hierarchy. Well, they did use the exact same wording every time they explained what was going on. If a dancer is injured, there can be no dance-off, so we revert to viewer votes. Yeah. Um, okay, first of all, um, I hope Anastasia is well. I hope that she takes very good medical care of herself now and doesn't look at a short-term thing and looks at the long-term implications of what has happened to her body. She's obviously very attuned to that given her medical condition. Um, and I wish her the best no matter what happens and I hope that she makes the right decision. Yeah, absolutely. All power to Anastasia. Indeed. That, that, so that, first of all. Second, well, where's the rule book? Because, okay... Other contests online have rules and lines and terms and conditions. Um, if you, When you cast your vote on the BBC's portal, there's a big bit of terms and conditions as we are helpfully and humorously reminded of every single week. But where are the rules so strictly? Where are the bits that the dancers sign up to? Here's the thing. It comes down, in my mind, to entertainment versus contest. Strictly, for all the fact that it's an entertainment show, done by the shiny floor team at the bbc it is still a contest we keep score and people pay money to put that score in they then have an emotional connection with the contestants and in, in, a, in a sense the bbc couldn't make a right decision here because both the, there were a couple of options they could have taken all of them were equally valid you know the one that they went up to with we'll go with the public vote Given the public have paid a heck of a lot of money to make those votes, that is the sort of the most compliant one. The most of we will listen to as many of our viewers as possible. 
but at the same time, we've never done that before. The dance-off is always between two and left to the judges. And yes, the, the whole principle strictly is you run, you run the dance again, but you could run the VT of the dance again. You could simply go, you know, let's give them both a buy and put them through to next week and we'll knock out two people next week. That would have been dramatic. Three. Well, the, the, the one I thought is, fine, let them run through to next week, but you make sure that Anastasia and Melvin dance next week's dance first. They dance, they dance, mm-hmm. then one of them gets immediately eliminated. <gasps> that would be so exciting. And then you run through. And then if Anastasia's injury is not recovered and she has to withdraw, Melvin is still in the contest and never eliminated. There, so there were lots of ways they could do. There were lots of brainstormings going on. And that's why I said that was fun in the gallery because they would be thinking through so many things. In the end, what seems to have been the overriding feature is the public who paid for their votes must be listened to in this instance. I don't know the pressures the production team were under and it would be very, very difficult to second guess the pressures that they were under at that point. Um, they were huge. They made it look the point of leadership is you make a decision with all the facts you have available to you at the time and you go with it. You don't dilly dally, you don't hum and high, you just go, that's the decision we make. I go think that the decision that they made was the least emotionally dissatisfying one that they could make without having to rejig next week's show on the fly. Your idea of having a sort of a special impromptu dance-off as a curtain raiser (laughs) is great, but if you've got to fill in a form to change the format of the Saturday night show, you do what you can do at the time in the emergency to contain the situation, and I think that's what they did. Yes, there are lots of ways they could have dealt with it. And you know they could have went. They could have given judges supremacy because the judges get supremacy of the dance off. They gave public vote supremacy. They could have left the decision, but they take all the information they can get at the time, and then they just go right. What makes the most sense? You know, which of these is 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 fifty percent plus one? Do that. Yeah. Uh, because you still have to get the show out on Sunday. You still have to have all that stuff do. We don't know, you know, the amount of compliance and forums and stuff that's going on in the background, it's, it's there. And it might be that this alleged 45-minute delay wasn't them running through the paperwork. That might be a medic simply going, uh-uh, I ain't signing her off. And, and another medic going, oh, I'd sign her off. And Anastasia going, no, let's do it. Or, or any combination thereof. Yeah, I did want to talk about what we what we think the sort of the process uh, that BBC have to go through with compliance and safeguarding and injured dancers, especially injured, very motivated, competitive dancers. Again, you know, this is the sort of stuff that's not published, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Especially, I mean, there have been cases in the last year or so of television. I'm thinking, was it just called The Jump or something? Yes, it was called The Jump, and it's responsible for, you know, a a reasonable handful of quite serious injuries to celebrities. Yes, so, look, the BBC has done lots of active shows for many, many decades. It has this stuff under control, so there will be stuff and things in place. But anesthesia's medical condition is private. Hers and hers alone to reveal. Mm-hmm. That's why all we heard was she has an injury. Exactly. And I think that at the point where they uh, put that into the program, that was entirely appropriate. 
to um, keep Anastasia's medical privacy. Yes. So for so to find out what was fully going on there, that's not our story to tell, and I feel a bit icky going towards it. But well, that's why they had Anastasia herself explain in the intro to the Saturday, the Sunday Night Results show. And again, her decision to make, not anybody else's. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. If she had went on to dance again and an injury had been exacerbated, the BBC would have been at fault. So in general, what is it like on live TV when things go wrong and suddenly you're scrambling to get back on script or at least something that looks like enough like the script that you can put it out i think the first thing is is there wouldn't have been a scramble there would have been heated voices there would have been more adrenaline but there wouldn't have been a scramble first of all these shows yes they are live the instance that we've had here wasn't actually live they were doing it as a prereq as if it was live so there was a little bit of stretch of it but even if it was live let's say it had something had happened during the saturday night show first of all they've done rehearsals You'll, you'll, have, you'll have heard that, you know, we only get three or four days to practice a dance. That's because Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they're in the studio doing it on the stage, making sure everything works, blocking out camera angles, trying out different things. So there's almost a sort of innate knowledge of what the show is meant to do. So everybody doesn't have to refer to bits of paper. They've got the script there. Secondly, during rehearsals, you throw in things. That's when you you have mistakes. That's when like let's 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 fake the score so there's a complete tie break all the way through, and see what Tess does as we throw it to her live. They'll have drilled basic scenarios like that, but that's Tess's job. That's Claudia's job. That's what these this team does day in and day out. Live television. I can't have I can't speak to having done live television, but having done live broadcast music events. I know that when I went to do that, I had fallbacks all the way through. So, for example, commentating and watching the event, that's great. If my if I lose the audio signal, the production has a copy of the show from the previous night, the dress rehearsal, that they can then put into the recording so, it's, so there's a seamless match. There's a chance that they lose my audio of the commentary but still have the music, in which case they've got a copy of my script somebody else kicks in. If they lose me completely, they can go to back and tape in a script back in the production van, or they can go to the full rehearsal tape, or they can just make it up from an alternate signal coming in elsewhere. Production is all about what to do when something fails. You never think, right, this show is going to run smoothly. It's what happens next. What if I, where are my options if I go next? And it's, it's just a sort of built-in sense of if something happens now, I know that I could run a jingle, I could run VT, I could switch to an alternate camera. You know, if a camera breaks, for example, then I, I switch to another camera angle. I can see them all in front of me. It's why a lot of people love doing live broadcasting. That buzz of being on the edge of preparing and training for how you fight is built in. So, yes, there is an elastic format. And there is a perception of what the best show will be. And that show will never air. You will never get a perfect show. The trick is putting out a show that the public thinks is perfect. That's a slightly different matter. I'm pretty sure that if you go to Strictly and they have a, when they have their debrief, mm -hmm. there will be a huge list of things that go wrong every week in the live show. Oh, yeah, because every week we notice things like, you know, occasionally a tiny bit of boom in shot, some slightly miscorralled 
audience members, a cameraman with the steady cam not quite making his his shot. There's always yeah, tiny but it's a tiny shot things. Doing it live. It's yes, a exactly. It it has the frisson from doing it live that it it would not be the same show if mm. everything was perfect. Yeah, I think what 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 will have caught them out is that they actually had time to think because they do this. Obviously, it's good for finances, but they record Sunday show on Saturday. They had time to think, and that's where they start second guessing themselves. You know, if it was if the tapes are running, it's like we have to do that. Go. That's my best decision right now. We'll talk about it after the show. With a bit more time, they had more time to think of options that might have clouded the judgment a little bit. But they got to an answer that they were all comfortable with on the night. Show goes out. Discuss it afterwards, as we're doing now, as they are doing now, as pretty much most of the SED communities are doing now. Exactly. It's been really uncharitably reported in a lot of the more guttery aspects of the press. In an atmosphere, in a sort of a hostile press atmosphere, how you make the decisions that you make on the fly just appear extremely judicious and even-handed. The short answer is, it is impossible to satisfy all of the people, all of the time, that you are perfectly on the level. There are so many things to do, choices of cameras in the heat of the moment, that you, you simply have to trust the professionalism of the people doing it. There is no grand conspiracy. You know, yes, there are storylines and plot lines, and we quite like this person to go to a certain week, and we, we want to promote that person and everything, but those are just guidelines. I am incredibly 100% confident that you know for example the results of the voting and the judges in the heat of the moment are making the decisions that they feel are utterly fair i think it's one reason why in the anastasia gate they have defaulted back to the public vote because that's not the bbc making the decision it's just a there you go it's a public vote and i know people would say oh yeah but what if the vote had been round the other way would you have went to the judges or something <sighs> You can put on your tinfoil hats if you like. The problem Are with they... strictly the problem with conspiracy theories is that they assume a much higher level and a much higher functioning level of administration and bureaucracy than actually exists in the real world. No organization is organized enough to run a grand conspiracy theory. A lot of the a lot of the complaining is coming from the element the hostile elements of the press who love the chance to run any kind of clickbaity story about strictly that they can. And the great strictly fixed story is one that sort of continues to limp on and give people clicks. It's also about emotional connections. People love certain dances. People love Football clubs, the referee always gives a penalty when we're fighting Man United. People love racing drivers. Why is it always Lewis's engines that blow and nobody else's does? It's obviously Mercedes fixing the Grand Prix. Or it's something to do with Lewis's driving style because he's the only con constant going around there. Emotion creates support. Support creates blind spots. Blind spots create deep and abiding passion. And in those febrile elements, you must hate my person. I've seen something that you haven't because I'm better than you. And because of that, you must be trying to stop me. It, the more conspiracy theories, the more attractive your show is. Bring them on. Is that a cause or an effect? The more popular your show, the more the the more there are more conspiracy theories or the more conspiracy theories, the more uh, compelling the show. 
I think it's more compound. I think when you have, you know, you have one person who's the emotional attachment and then they speak about it to somebody else and it, it multiplies and they tell their friends 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 and they tell their friends. And, and it's anything that keeps people talking about the show is yes. actually good. It's an echo. It amplifies. It's not a circle. Um, it's not the circle of reality TV. It is the echo of the world. I got to talk to my boss about it for, ooh, a good half an hour at lunchtime and she doesn't even have a television. So that's how far it reaches out. Right, that's it. I'm off to pack my bags. I've got to go to New York for 48 hours to watch some throwball swing back. Enjoy! Enjoy! Yes, strictly. I'll be back in time for next week's show. Woohoo!